Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Saturday, August the 27th, 2022. It is currently 4.14 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studios located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, I know some of you listening, you do not like the word religion. You don't like the word religious. You don't like the word religion. You're like, no, I'm a Christian. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. And and you cannot stand the word religion or religious. You don't like that terminology. Now, I'm going to use it, but whenever I use it, I'm using it, well, one, because we're going to be reviewing audio that uses the word. But when I'm speaking of religion, religious or anything along those lines, for this episode, I want to make sure you understand, I am primarily focused on, primarily on Christianity. Like it or not, Christianity meets the definition of a religion, if you look up the definition in most dictionaries. And even the book of James refers to what pure religion is. So um, I, I think the using the term is perfectly acceptable, but I just know in the minds of some Christian, if I say religion has done this or religion, you'll be like, that's what, and your mind, you'll be thinking, that's right, religion does that, not Christianity. But I will be speaking of Christianity for the most part. That's what I want you to focus on primarily, but I will expand it at times So sometimes I'll try to say religion and Christianity just so that I don't confuse anyone, okay? But we need to have a very important conversation this Saturday afternoon. I don't know if you realize this, but you can speak of, I think think if you want to describe religion and even describe Christianity, right, I, I will separate them. I think if you if you were to say use one word to describe religion and Christianity, right, there there does that make you feel better? Okay, does, does that make you feel better? I hope so. But if I was to ask you, give me one word to describe Christianity, some would say salvation. In other words, you're going to give me a positive. You're going to give me a positive term, and I understand why. But I will argue that when it comes to religion and Christianity, all right, even if you want to separate them. There is one word that describes it, and it is the word conflict. Religion, Christianity, constantly finds itself in conflict. First, it finds itself in conflict with itself. Look at church history. It's a never-ending story of arguing and fighting. No, our doctrine is right. No, your doctrine is right. No, we're leaving. We're going to go start another denomination. No, we're going to go start. It's just fight, 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 fight. Disagree, 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 disagree. Nobody can agree on anything. I mean, there's no way to deny that and even try to even remain anywhere uh, honest about church history. Church history is just never-ending conflict. I mean, you, you, you even go back to the, to the epistles. What, what, there's churches fighting each other. There's schisms. There's division. They're fighting. They're arguing. There's, I mean, it's just, it's just constant that when it comes to religion, even Christianity, you can describe it with con- the word conflict. I mean, if you really want to be very, you know, descriptive, never-ending conflict. It's not unity. It's not peace. It's conflict. Arguing and fighting and arguing and fighting and dividing and disagreeing. It just never ends. And that's even within itself. 
Then you take Christianity or religion, and then you look at its ongoing conflict with those outside of religion, with the world's ideas, with the world's principles. It's, it's, it's always, no matter, you can, it can be any religion. It finds itself in conflict within itself. Then it finds its conflict outside of itself with the world around it, its ideals, its moralities, its principles, its purposes. So religion is a never-ending conflict within itself. It's a never-ending conflict with the world around itself. And oh, this is a big one. Listen to me carefully. Religion is a never-ending conflict with government. Or religion, Christianity, again, I'm using those separately. I know you'll, at some point you'll say, we get the idea, but someone won't get the idea. So I have to, have to stress it. Christianity and religion, it can be described in one word, conflict. First, the conflict that occurs within itself, the followers of the religion, the the so-called true believers who can't agree on anything, fight, 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 argue, 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 argue. It's just, I mean, I've reached the point that I'm just, I am so fed up with that. Okay. But that, that's a whole, that's a whole different podcast, right? So you have the conflict within itself. Then you have religion, the true believers at conflict with those around itself, the world. And then you find religions never ending Christianity's never ending conflict with the government. Government and religion is in a never ending conflict. And I want you to think about this carefully. I want you to think about this carefully. All right. And my notes on my iPad, I just for the subject line for my notes, I just put the constant conflict of religion, right, with itself, with the world and with government. For this episode, I want you to consider the constant conflict of religion with government. And there's really two aspects of this conflict. First, let's start with the government. Governments throughout church history have attempted to either silence, completely eradicate and end, control, limit, or use religion. Throughout history, governments have like, no, we're going to silence that religion. We're going to try to end it. We're going to try to eradicate it. We're going to try to remove it from the face of the earth. We're going to try to control it. Like We'll make it a state religion so that we can control it. Or they will try to limit its influence, its its message. Or they will attempt to use religion for their own advantage, for their own purpose. Like here, here's here's government. Like, well, there's a bunch of religious people over there. So if we can do this and this and this, we can use religion so that we get power, we get position. We, we like we don't really care about religion. We don't even care about religious people. But if we can manipulate and use them, then we can gain power and position. It can get us elected to office. So that's a part of the conflict. Government attempts to silence to end, to control, to limit, or use religion. But on the other side, there's religion, there's Christianity. And throughout history, religion, Christianity, has attempted to try to control government. Christianity, religion, has attempted to control government so that it can use government to advance its religious views, morality, theology, 
and perspective. So if you think about it, this is a never-ending conflict. Government seeks to use and control or to remove religion. Government seeks to control, limit, remove, or use religion for its purposes. And there's religion always looking to say, we can take over government and we can use, or we're going to use government to, for what purpose? To advance our theology, our morality, and our purpose. And these two are all, you always see this conflict happening. Either religion is, uh, government is pushing back at religion or it's seeking to use it for its own purpose. And then you see religion trying to control government or trying to maybe push government back. We, we could probably add that to it. But typically, religion loves to use government because, see, if religion can take control of government, then it can say, guess what? Our theology is the true theology and anyone who goes against it is a heretic and will be punished by whom? The government, the state. In other words, a religion like we can't punish anyone, but we can kill a whole lot of heretics if we take over the government. This is a constant conflict. It's never ending. It drives me crazy. If I, if I, get, if I get constantly frustrated with the never ending conflict with inside Christianity and then the, the never ending conflict with the world it absolutely drives me nuts with the constant back and forth with the with the government and religion and the religion or Christianity with the government. I I I just I want to wash my hands of all of it. But it's just the reality of history. Now what I want to do is show you how this never-ending conflict with government, with religion, Christianity and government, how it has played out and is playing out right now in France. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to I'm not going to be able to play all of this and I'm not going to review all of this because this is more for your I want you to think about the conflicts that I've just outlined. To me, if I stop right now, that's worth this episode. So right you need to write those conflicts down and really think about that, right? The conflict for, from within, right? Christianity, and you can look at it from a Christian perspective, Christianity's never-ending conflict with itself, Christianity's never-ending conflict with the world which surrounds itself, and then Christianity's constant struggle and conflict with government. And then I, I showed you the two different phase, phrase, phases of that conflict with government. The government attempting to control, silence, eradicate, manipulate, whatever, and then Christianity's attempt to control and use government. You need to be aware of all of those conflicts and you need to have a very thought out theological and biblical perspective on all three of those conflicts. What is the right way to think about these conflicts? But this morning, I opened up Pocket Cast, one of the podcast apps, and I noticed that the, the podcast called The World, I think it's P-R-I or P-R-X, The World. If you can't find it, email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. I hope you find the episode. It should be available on any podcast app you use, PRX or PRI, the world. Typically, typically they do like a Monday through Friday release, but they released one this weekend because it's a special focus. The focus of today's episode is all about religion and nationalism, but they call it the state of religion in France. So I want you to see how this conflict has played out in France, how it has, how it is, 
and how it will continue to play out. But in a roundabout way, this conflict's been going on forever, forever. Now, we're not, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get this to the, the dramatic car wreck, all right? I'm going to try to get this to the dramatic car wreck. You're like, what car wreck? Well, you got to keep listening, all right? And then once I stop there, you can go find the episode and listen to the rest yourself. Now, this is what I love to do. When I say, hey, here's this podcast, we're going to listen to a little bit, and I don't review the whole thing. What I'm trying to get you to do is for you to go listen to it and then contact me back going, wow, at the 15-minute mark or at the 25-minute mark, this was such a great statement because then I may come back, then jump to that particular statement that you think was so powerful and then may do an additional episode. But this is more to kind of just get you thinking about these, this conflict of religion, this conflict of Christianity, and then point you to this to supplement the discussion. Are you ready? Here we go. This aired, I I guess the podcast episode dropped this morning. I don't know what time it dropped, but when I saw the world, I was like, I was like, wait, what's that? I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a Saturday episode right? Typically, it's Monday through Friday. They, maybe they do a more on a Saturday, but I typically, if it is, I typically miss them. But here we go. The complex relationship France has with religion. The concept of laïcité is seen by many as protection from religion. Laïcité penetrates French culture so deeply that some would say... Here in France, we have made uh, laïcité as a kind of a religion, we can say... I feel like we have done the right choice. Religion is oppression. At the same time, some say it safeguards religious freedom. You can be a good Muslim and a good French. While some French Muslims feel targeted. When they are facing such accusations, quite serious about inciting tourism or hatred, they're not getting the benefit of the doubt. And for the majority of French today, I was Catholic, this man says, until I reached the age of reason. I'm Marco Werman. This is a special edition of The World. First, this news. Now, I want you to hear all that. You can just hear there's conflict, right? Hey, religion is oppression. No, it, it protects religion. You can be a good Muslim and still, you know, a good citizen of France. You, you can be, you can be both. Right? And so there, there's conflict in there, the policy of France. Is it a good policy? Is it an oppressive policy? Is it the right policy? Because there's, there's look, you have to have a policy because there's this never ending tension. Government will try to control religion or religion will try to control government and both will use it to their advantage or one will try to wipe out and destroy the other. All right, here we go. I'm Marco Werman and this is Sacred Nation, a special edition of the world where the focus is all about religion and nationalism. And today's show specifically looks at France. You could argue that religion and nationalism have consumed France for years, but it goes much deeper. The role of religion and the state is something that experts say torments the national psyche of France. Le problème, ce n'est pas la laïcité. President Emmanuel Macron there in 2020, he's saying the problem is not laïcité, a word we'll come back to many times this hour. Laïcité and how it should apply is central to the whole debate around religion in France. And this is one of those moments where Macron took it on directly. La laïcité, c'est le ciment de la France unie. Laïcité is the foundation of a united France, Macron argues. 
Laicite, L-A-I with two dots, C-I-T-E with an accent. The principle that defines the relationship between religion and the state. Rebecca Rossman is a reporter and radio producer based in Paris. Do I have that more or less correct, Rebecca? Yeah, and you may have heard this word before, laicite. It's it's a bit hard to translate, but in simple terms, it's France's version of separation of church and state. Except you could say France takes things a step further than here in the U.S. You won't be hearing any politicians swearing on the Bible, there are no pledges under God, and certainly no religious signs in any government buildings. And even though that Macron press conference we just heard was in 2020, as the country geared up for the presidential election earlier this year, religion and its place in French society surfaced again and again. Rebecca, you've watched people there debate this core value of French identity, but how is this playing out in society and how is the state kind of drawing lines for where religious life needs to stop and secular civil life begins? Well, people have brought up Islamophobia and the government is asking what is the role of Islam in modern France? Take the far right presidential candidate Marine Le Pen, who recently said women wearing Islamic headscarves in public should be fined. Or the incumbent president Emmanuel Macron, who passed a controversial set of laws aimed at combating something he called Islamist separatism. And this isn't just about Islam in France, is it? No. In in fact, accusations of people who say... Catholics, too. Uh, The majority of people here in France consider themselves culturally Catholic. And there have been accusations that some Catholics have tried to separate themselves from mainstream society. So for the past couple of months, you've been reporting on this and you've spoken with people from every major religion in France, even some of your friends. Yeah, I talk to people from the Jewish community, Muslim community, atheists. But to tell the story of laïcité in France today... I'll begin with the oldest mainstream religion in France, and that's Catholicism. Okay, now before they kind of pursue this a little bit, I just find, I do find it interesting that, well, I don't find it interesting. I find it normal from one hand. Okay, I mean, it's interesting, but I I don't want it to make it act like it's surprising or something new. All of the entire discussion is interesting. That's why I'm telling you about this podcast episode. Again, we're listening to a little bit of what's, uh, of of an episode from the podcast, The World. I think it's PRI or PRX, The World. You should subscribe to it because they they cover world news, uh, I I think, in in a decent way, and you should definitely listen. But I, so I think the conversation is interesting, but I'm not shocked when they start describing the conflict, wait, a, a Muslim woman can't wear that. She should be fine. No, she shouldn't. Be, she should be able to. There, there's always conflict. What bothers me so much about the Christian mindset, especially here in the United States of America, the Christian mindset so much in America is no. It's basically look. We're Christian and you, the government, should follow our rules. Society should follow our rules. You should only do what we want. And if you don't do what we want, we're going to throw a fit. But when other religions may want to do something, Christians are very quick sometimes not to be as supportive. Oh, a Christian prayer in the public school, Christians are for it. But if a, if a Muslim wants to offer an Islamic prayer, Christians are not so much for it. Well, if you want the freedom, you've got to gr- give the freedom. And if you deny the freedom, you deny yourself. Christians are very inconsistent on a lot of this. But it's just interesting. You see the conflict. We're, we're, see, So in a society, right, where not everyone is religious, not everyone holds to your religion, how is it supposed to work? 
right? And so there's this government silence limiting, maybe trying to remove, or government using a specific uh, religion that they think is most advantageous to their political futures. And then you got religious people going, no, 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 let's use government. Let's control government. Let's do so so that we can advance our theology, our morality, and our rules. And I believe all of this is from the biblical perspective is, no, we're just supposed to submit to government, but we're not trying to use or control or manipulate government for our purpose. Our job is to preach the gospel and disciple people. That's what we're supposed to be about. But it's just crazy to hear. So she's going to trace a little bit of the origins of this kind of the policy that they have there in France and how it works. And they're going to trace this. And, and to trace it in France, you have to go back to Catholicism. Okay, Rebecca, you take it from here. I want to start us off on an island less than 20 miles off the coast of western France. It's called Ile de Ré. It's this popular kind of bougie tourist hotspot. The population grows tenfold in the summer. People come from all over France on holiday here. Think khakis and polo shirts, people sipping rosé by the water, chucking oysters. And that's the sound of seagulls, of course, flying over me on this sunny day in late March. I went to Ile not for the oysters per se, though I did find some good seafood. I went to see a statue. A beautiful 12-foot-tall marble statue of the Virgin Mary, which has been standing in the middle of this fork in the road of this tiny little hamlet on Ile called La Flotte since 1945. This is Jean-Paul Hérodot. He is the mayor of La Flotte, population 3000. I have a hard time believing the statue would turn heads in the United States. But here in France, it has created a polemic. A polemic that gets right to the heart of what we're trying to address in this episode. Laïcité, religion, national identity, and how in France, all of these can create a sort of friction when confronted with one another. In March, the mayor received a court order to take this statue down. Au nom de la loi de 1905 because it violates rules as outlined by the 1905 law of separation of church and state in France, which says you can't have any religious symbols standing on public property. The mayor is refusing to take it down, and he says he's going to fight this battle for a long time. I want to explain why, but let's begin with how this debacle started in the first place. With a car crash. In the spring of 2020, a motorist was driving along this sleepy road when she crashed straight into the statue. It exploded into pieces, Erodo says. So as you can imagine, in a town as small as this one, it made the local papers. And in the local papers... There's a discussion about how the then-mayor, Erdo's predecessor, was organizing to have the statue rebuilt. It was being paid with insurance money from the driver that crashed into the statue. Donc, mon prédécesseur, avant les élections de 2020... So it didn't cost the public money, he says. Several months later, a new statue was erected, the pieces of the old one are put together and brought into a nearby church... But the whole affair catches the attention of this group called La Libre Pensée, 
or the Free Thought Association. Bonjour, je, je suis Christian Eschen, je suis secrétaire général de la Libre Pensée Française. This is Christian Eschen, he is a spokesperson for this group. Nous sommes la, la plus vieille association laïque de ce pays. And he explains that they're the oldest laïque or secular organization in all of France, and it's their mission to defend the separation of church and state. He tells me something really interesting about what makes French separation of church and state different from the U.S. Alors la différence qu'il y a entre la France et les États-Unis. Whereas in the U.S., this separation is meant to protect religions, plural, from the state, in France, the law was really to protect the state from one religion in particular, Catholicism. Please note the conflicting kind of philosophies. One, separation of, of church and state in America was to protect the religions, plural, from government. And in France, it was to protect the government from one religion. You see, both philosophies address the way the conflict works. Either government is trying to take, control, eradicate, or use religion, or religion is trying to control, take, and use government. That's the way it—this is the never-ending conflict. And what is absolutely hilarious, as we are listening to this, as we're listening to this, I just received an email, our new book on Christian nationalism, Christian nationalism, a biblical guide for taking dominion and discipling nations. And then it says on September the 9th, 1776, the United States of America became official as the Second Continental Congress adopted a new name for the United Colonies. 246 years later, on September the 9th, 2022, Gab, which is like a Twitter substitute alternative, will be releasing our first book titled Christian Nationalism, a biblical guide to taking dominion and discipling nations, where among other things, we'll explore the true Christian founding of America that happened long before 1776. Christian nationalism is a spiritual, political, and cultural movement comprised of Christians who are working to build a parallel Christian society grounded in a biblical worldview. This book is guided for Christ is a guide for Christians to take dominion and disciple their families, churches, and all nations for the glory of Jesus Christ our King. And I can click here to pre-order a digital copy of the book. That literally showed up while we're talking about this. See, this is take dominion, Christian nationalism. Well, let's make America a Christian nation and let's use the governmental power to basically promote and force the Christian worldview. It is, it is, I mean, this is the never ending conflict. I could sit here live on the air and probably just, I could just go from new site to new site and you can see a little bit of the, oh, here's, here's government trying to do this to religion. Here's religion trying to control government. And you just see this play out over and over and over. And Christians get caught in the conflict and they take sides to the conflict. And I'm saying, stop, leave the conflict. Let, that's not Christianity. Biblical Christianity, we are not involved in that conflict. We're fighting a spiritual war, and our job is, no, we don't need the government. We don't use the government. We just want the government to, to leave us alone as we preach and teach and, and focus on discipling. We don't need the government. We don't use the government. All right, so let's go back. So, you so I just think that's interesting that, hey, in America— Separation of church and state was to protect religions, plural, 
from the government. And many American Christians forget that, that the, the separation of church and state, the freedom of religion in America is to protect all religions. But I remember after 9-11, how many Christians opposed, say, a, a, an Islamic mosque being built, I think, in Tennessee. There was a big scandal like, no, how dare that be built? I'm like, wait, why? If you want to, if a church can be built, so can an Islamic mosque be built. Like, how can you just all of a sudden say, nope, your religion's not allowed. If you take away their right, you ultimately you'll take away your right. So, it, so all religions are supposed to be protected in America. Many Christians seem to forget this. All right. So, but in France, it's like no, no, no. We had to protect the government from Catholicism. Why? I don't care if it's Catholicism. I don't care if it's evangelicalism. It will if if you know if there's not some way to protect it, that religion will try to take control and use government. For its own advancement. It is absolutely crazy. It's played out this way in 2,000 years of church history. Let's go just a little bit further. I should also add here that Aishan is fiercely atheist. He says, I was raised Catholic until I reached the age of reason, and then I became free and atheist. So for him, having a statue of the Virgin Mary standing on this property is a crime. It's an attack on French separation of church and state. So the association takes the town to court, and the court takes their side. Now, let's go back to the mayor, Jean-Paul Herodot. He's filed an appeal for both moral and legal reasons. Legally, he says, nah, -uh. this isn't totally public property. It's a gray area. Nous avons d'autres arguments aussi. It's a long story, but to cut to the chase, the property that the statue is standing on used to be entirely privately owned. In the 1980s, half of it was sold to the town. So you could argue half of the statue is on public property. The other half is on private property. So what are you going to do? Cut the statue in half? You could just move it over. You, you could just move it over two feet. You could just move it over three feet to the private, right? I mean, literally it would be almost in the exact, I mean, why? <laughs> I, I know, call me crazy. Just move it over two, two or three feet. I mean, would it take that much to just move it over? Okay. Or, or just, or just ask, is there a way to negotiate uh, the sell of that one little spot over to the private, whoever owns the private part. I mean, you're talking like it would be less than an acre. I mean, if half of the statue, like we just need to, we just need like half an acre of land. Like we just need a half, a, we need less than a half an acre. Of land. Like you think that reasonable adults could find a way to do this, but this is the never ending conflict between government, religion and religion and government. Right. We'll, we'll just get just a couple of more seconds. But more importantly, here comes the moral argument. Herodo says, I don't get what the organization is saying. No one in our town looks at this statue in any sort of religious sense. It's a monument, a memorial. She's part of our patrimony. Sure, she represents a religion and there's symbolism there. But historically, France is a Judeo-Christian country, he says. That's just part of our history. It's not traditionally a Buddhist or a Muslim country. So the statue is also a part of French history. Now, we'll stop right there. You need to go find that episode 
to hear how it all plays out. You, you need to, because you will hear this conflict. You're gonna, but what you're gonna be tempted to do is take a side. You're gonna take a side on either religious side or the government side. And I'm saying from a biblical perspective, I'm not taking either side. Y'all, you fight over that. You fight over, oh, we need a cross on this land, or we need the Ten Commandments here. We, you, Christians get caught up in all of these, all these fights. How about, I don't know, we focus on studying the Bible, preaching, teaching, discipling, loving, loving our neighbor, doing the things that we're supposed to do right? But Christians get distracted by all of this. But just remember, so I'll just remind you, that's PRI or PRX the world. Let me let me look it up exactly so that I can give you the exact name. I think it's PRX the world. Yes, PRX the world. And yeah, it shows up relatively quick. You're going to find the, you're going to find the website. Um, if you look up, if you look at, uh, look for it on a podcast app, I'm going to go to Pocket Cast really quick. I'm going to go to Discover. I'm just going to type in the world. Just going to type in the world. Search. Yep. First thing that shows up is the world. It's kind of it's got the blue background and it will say the world PRX. There is another podcast called The World by the World, but it's The World PRX. That's the one you're looking for. You should be able to find it. I mean, you should already be able to subscribe to it. But 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 that's a different story. That's a different story. So go subscribe to it. Listen to it. And you can delete it if you want after. But listen to the rest. There's 42 minutes left of this very interesting tale of France and religion and uh, a statue and, and freedom, uh, the separation of church and state versus the, the Fra- French idea versus the American idea. There's, there's a lot there. But this is what I just want to remind you of. Christianity, religion, is always in conflict. In fact, the word to use to describe Christianity religion is conflict. The conflict is Christianity's conflict within itself, Christianity's conflict with the world around itself, and Christianity's conflict with the government. Now, we could talk about spiritual conflict. I won't add that right now, but these are the kind of the three realms of conflict. Within ourselves, fight, fight, argue, 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 can't get along, can't get along, can't get along, separate, separate, new new church, new church. Okay, we, we get that idea. That that's That's never going to stop, never going to. <sighs> yeah, all right. Then fighting with the world. Fighting with the world. We're always fighting with the world. Fighting with the world, okay? And, and that comes into all the cultural, uh, the culture wars. Then the fight with government. And when it comes to government, religion, Christianity, either the government attempts to silence, end, control, limit, or use religion, or religion or Christianity attempts to control government and use it to advance its religious views, morality, and perspective. I think there has to be a biblical perspective. There you go. Let me know what you think. If you do listen to the rest of this episode of the World Podcast about religion in France, the state of religion in France, let me know what you think about it. Let me know what you think was interesting, what you didn't think was interesting, because, uh, well... It may lead to further conversation. All right. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. I hope you're having a wonderful Saturday if you're listening live. And, uh, well, have a great rest of the weekend. And I will 
I don't know what the plan is for the rest of the day and evening as far as broadcasting, but you you never know when I'm going to turn the microphone on to talk about something else. So have the Church One app with all of your notifications turned on, and you'll know the second I go live. All right, thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.